When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by Bo Brock on this audio-only pod. And we're going to pick up where we left off, frankly, from Wednesday's conversation. It's kind of taken um, our fan base here, our PHNX brethren, uh, PHNX Cardinals by storm, just talking about the uncertainty with Cliff Kingsbury. What happens if he loses Sunday? Where do the Cardinals go? Is there a realistic chance that the Cardinals could move off of him if he suffers, you know, consecutive losses? We're going to get into all that, Bo Brock, but I'm going to I'm going to tee it up to you first. Like this game on Sunday is kind of going to be a microcosm, I think, of the season for Cliff, an inferior team coming into your building and no one has faith in you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's a, with everything that you want, right? in front of you and have complete control of your destiny, despite kind of, you know, putting yourself in this three and five, it's pretty wild to think that the Arizona Cardinals with a win could continue, could pivot their season or they can slump uh, that started really after their win against the bears way long ago, back in last December, uh, this this slump that they've been on, you know, DeAndre Hopkins goes out the next week on Monday Night Football to the Rams, and he's gone, and he's on the shelf, you know, through an injury and surgery and, and a suspension, and has made his way back. And you've been been encouraged by the offense performance the last couple of weeks, but still, this team is now one and one, and hasn't found any any true consistency, you know, across the board. And you have to say, hey, we've reached a point where. This team is struggling so much, and you've invested so much as far as your quarterback and in, in the future in that quarterback position with Kyler Murray. Like, could you can you let this continue to be the status quo as far as who's calling the shots at the head coach spot? You know, obviously the GM, you've got uh, y- your own reservations as far as Steve Kime, but you know the Arizona Cardinals, what they can do this Sunday could could you know either pretty much put a period at the end of this season, kind of just end this thing right now and, and drop the three and six and sure statistically they're still in it, but realistically, you know, this team can't, you, you can't get swept by a rebuilding team, drop to zero and three in the division and be like, okay, well we can still do this thing. It's like you have, this is, it starts on Sunday. If you don't do it Sunday, it's just never going to happen. So I think that the Arizona Cardinals right, right now, uh, they can, they can, kind of start to change the minds of some people. If you go two and one with DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup, I think people can start to buy back into that, can't they? Yeah, especially with Minnesota being like a true NFC contender, you know, in the regular season at least, a team that's going to vow or vie for the second, third seed, clearly is a stranglehold on the NFC North. Like that's a it's not a good loss. No losses are good losses, but I mean that team last week they 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 made a move for you know, TJ Hawkinson, they think they're the real deal. And Cardinals could have easily won that game. But you come out this weekend in front of your home crowd and you lose again to Pete Carroll, that would be three straight losses to Pete Carroll, two straight in your building. 
when he's starting Geno Smith and you have Kyler Murray, I, I don't, it just, there's no coming back from that. You, that's the best right. way, Bo, you put that. That's the best way to put it. And I don't, I don't really give two shits about injuries. I, I know people are trying to make a big deal out of the fact that the offensive line's missing guys. I'm sorry, name four, name four or five linemen for the Seahawks. Everybody's got issues. Everybody's dealing with their own shit. You have the better roster and the better quarterback, and you're at home. You should win this game. But if you don't and you get undressed, like Cliff Kingsbury was undressed figuratively by Pete Carroll in Seattle a couple weeks back, could not score, could not move the football. That was a defensive savant headed to the Hall of Fame, completely outclassing you. But now you have your kicker and your franchise Pro Bowl level, you know, receiver. What are you going to do with it? You know, I, our GM, Saul Bookman, called me in a fit of rage today, Bo Brock, because <laughs> he heard that Robbie Anderson, after playing, I think, 11 percent of the snaps in his right. debut against the Saints last week against Minnesota, played like 8 percent. And it's just like you, you wanted this guy. You had to sign off on it and you can't get him in, you know. Uh, up and running in this offense. Christian McCaffrey's playing 80% of the snaps, running routes mm. for San Francisco. He's throwing he passes. Look, He's their best quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> you can't look an app this weekend. And it's just, to yeah. me, I want them to win. We root for them. We made it clear on, on Wednesday's show. We don't root for losses here. We don't root for people to get fired. If he loses Sunday, I think it's 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 the beginning of the end. It's over yeah. on Cliff. And, and I, and I want to get into like a real, real conversation as far as our thoughts on Cliff Kingsbury. Because entering the season, you know, obviously how it ended at the end of 2020 when the playoff game on the road. You really couldn't compete against the Rams, who eventually ended up winning the Super Bowl. You know, th- this French, there, Cliff Kingsbury became a very polarizing figure in this franchise. I mean, it, it, like if you're being real with yourself, he was he's been a polarizing figure since he went from being fired at his alma mater at Texas Tech at 35 and 40 to, you know, USC offensive coordinator for like a day to the Arizona Cardinals head coach, next thing you know. And and people are like, what, what are we doing here? You know, we really brought in a guy who was just fired at the college level to try to take this team from 2018, the worst team in the NFL, to back to competing. Is that, or is that something that they realistically think can happen? And I think Cliff Kingsbury, despite all the skepticism, uh, he he st- he did a very good job. I mean, he exactly what the Arizona Cardinals asked him to do, and that's to pivot off of 2018, pivot at the quarterback position. He pretty much handpicked Kyler Murray, and for the first time, this franchise was able to identify and draft a franchise caliber quarterback, develop him, and then sign him to an extension to then hopefully have him locked in for the next what you know six to ten years. So you look at Cliff Kingsbury's resume as Arizona Cardinals head coach, he improved the team and wins each and every season. What two and a half win improvement each and every season since taking the reins. And then offensively, they improved in every major statistical category that you want to improve in offensively, total yards, passing yards, passing touchdowns, rush yards, third down conversion, red zone offense, time of possession, all of that up until this year. They they pulled the handbrake on it this year. I mean, offensively, they're they've just completely taken a couple steps back. And you know, I don't know if that's just something you know the 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 Cliff critics have just been waiting patiently for this, or if it's just the NFL at some point. And and I kind of identify it as not the Rams game because McVay's always had Cliff's number, right? I think it was the next week that Detroit road game. Mm-hmm. I thought that they closed 
and they haven't, especially Cliff, hasn't been successful chess player in adjusting to his opponent's moves so far. He hasn't readjusted, and that's that's a big, huge, almost just deadly red flag. It's given life and teeth to the people who initially thought Cliff Kingsbury was a massive fraud, was you know given this job because of you know things that are not football related that he was entitled and. You know, and I'm sure he cut corners. I mean, there's no doubt about it, given his relationship to Sean McVay, kind of where the game was trending. You know, I the Cardinals hired him, I, I think, with the hope that he would turn into a good head coach, but fully, like, they hired him to be a poor man's Sean McVay. They plucked him from Texas Tech because he was putting up six, 700 yards per game, and he was going to be the next USC offensive coordinator, and they also thought they were buying low on a stock that had an opportunity to rise, and I... Regardless of what happens, I will always be of the mindset it was not a bust hire. This is not Jim Tom Sula. This is not, you know, you know, Chip, Chip Kelly. This is not Steve Wilkes. He's he's elevated this, this team every year. But this one, we assume that they're not going to go undefeated the rest of the season and have a better record than last year for the first time in his four-year NFL career. But I also, at the end of the day, you know, it's unfortunate because I think the perception of Cliff will be that this was just a, a terrible decision by the Cardinals. And that's not true. It's not working out right now. There's some extenuating circumstances. He's not getting better, but he hasn't embarrassed himself. I mean, he, he's, I think he's got a winning record against Kyle Shanahan since he's been in the NFL. He, he improved in the division every year outside of this year, assuming you know how they finish. He entered the, the, the most difficult division in football for the past four years. He's been a part of it with three coaches that have been to Super Bowls, two that have won Super Bowls. I think McVay has a chance for the Hall of Fame. Pete Carroll's going to go to the Hall of Fame. You know, we'll see about Kyle Shanahan. So to me, it's just I, bad timing right now. And he's just he, he's not doing enough to help this team win. And his mistakes are just so exacerbated and, and magnified every Sunday when you watch this team that you can directly point to him and say, you are not getting it done. You're embarrassing in this franchise. I think that this, uh, this team, we've got a kind of a realistic idea of outlook on the rest of the season. What's that look like? And, and what are the Cardinals going to do? And, and what will we do to kind of help this situation out? Because, yeah, the guy got the extension in February. What are the Arizona's likely to do? I'll tell you what we're likely to do for the World Cup season. We're teaming up with Four Peaks to host all U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches at their H Street Pub. Yeah, the OG Four Peaks location. It's awesome there in Tempe. They've got the brewery right there on site. They've got great food. They've got drink specials. They've got giveaways. We've got guest appearances and more. Check the link in the podcast show notes. Register for free. You got to lock in your spot because I guarantee you, once the World Cup starts, just like the last time the World Cup was going on, you'll go to Valley Sports Bars. You'll go try to find a place to watch the game, and there's lines out the door. You get the link in the show notes right now. You get your spot locked in, and you're good to go. It's free to register. I mean, you're just doing yourself a major uh, heads up down the line to get yourself in for a good World Cup watch party with PHNX Peaks. Got to be 21 years or older, of course, to enjoy that beer and enjoy it responsibly. Also, let's talk about uh, another great thing. OGs. You got to be 21 years or older as well to hang out with OGs. And we're going to be hanging out with OGs for an extended period of time. We just extend ourselves and our contract with OGs. OGs agreed to a new deal here with PHNX. Terms of the agreement, they're not released. Our guy, Rap Sheet, he doesn't even have it at the time of the agreement. But sources close to the two sides 
they were immensely excited to be looking forward to creating more and great content between the brands. I mean, their motto, Johnny, it's flavoring life, it's flavoring dreams, and it's flavoring PHNX ever since the partnership to, began, and it's going to continue to do that. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary and online, ogsbrands.com. Get a full rundown of all their great products, including their new Sleep Time Gummy, which is a game changer. And as I said, you got to be a 21 years or older. Enjoy. Find them at your local dispensary. All right, let's continue this Cliff Kingsbury conversation because I want to get like a, a confidence meter as far as Cliff Kingsbury, especially the offensive play caller going forward. What we've seen from the last two games and what your confidence is in him to kind of get it right enough to where this team can compete the rest of 2022. So this team's three and five. Have they had a well-coached game in any game this season? Let me pose that right back to you. Has yeah, there been I mean, one game from Cliff Kingsbury that it's been well-coached? There, there hasn't been a complete game. You, you can certainly say that. Like uh, even the Saints win, they got their first 40-burger combined under Cliff Kingsbury of the entire Kingsbury era. And then, you know, you, you – as far as there are too many mistakes, as far as clock management, uh, you know, the play calling and the play getting into the, to the offense and, and obviously having to burn timeouts and then the turnovers. No, absolutely not. I mean, I don't think the three wins that they have in Carolina, the first game was a disaster. I mean, Las Vegas, uh, the other game that they won, it was, they had the storm back in the second half. So no, I, I don't think you can, you can honestly say that there's been from start to finish a well-coached game. So what I, I agree with you. So I'm sitting here ahead of Sunday and I'm like, I got to see it with my own eyes to believe it. I got to see Cliff Kingsbury circuit last year to go to Cleveland coach from home, go to San Francisco, put an ass whooping on Kyle Shanahan out coach Pete Carroll in Seattle. Right. I I thought his game plan against green Bay was pretty sound last year. I got to see all those things. I'm not seeing it yet. And so I don't, they have not scored a touchdown in the first quarter this year. That's unfathomable with you. Have, you have Kyler Murray. This isn't John Skelton, Ryan Lindley led Cardinals. So I, I, I don't have a ton of confidence. He's going to turn it around. I did a couple of weeks ago. I thought this team was going to get hot. I thought with DeAndre Hopkins coming back after that saints game, I thought they'd beat Minnesota. You can't look that inept in game-by-game situations. And I don't want to give any clout to what Patrick Peterson said. I think he's jumping on kind of a dead man walking with Cliff. But, you know, he talked about, well, they haven't changed anything. And I I feel like the more and more people get film on Cliff Kingsbury, Mm -hmm. the the less and less he's able to adjust. And I I didn't believe that last year. Because of the hot start, I'm like, he built off of this. They look fantastic. You know, he had some injuries late in the year. They were overcoming injuries. And then you mentioned it, the Detroit game, the Indianapolis game, a no-show gutless performance on Christmas to Carson Wentz and Frank Wright, costing you the division title time after time. And they what they do? They loaded up on skill players this offseason. They said, we're going to make our roster um, recession, offensive recession-proof. We're going to flood <laughs> it with playmakers. And, yeah, there have been some injuries, but they – it's not like, you know, they're having trouble moving the ball because Hollywood Brown's been out or because DeAndre Hopkins was suspended, although that was part of it. There are drives where you look at what's being called on the field, Bo, and you're just like, 
I can't defend this. What I'm watching right now, I can't defend. If if people were being schemed open, like I, I'm not a Kyle Shanahan guy, but I can watch games and say like, oh yeah, that play was there to be made. Jimmy didn't make it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Nick Mullins didn't make it. C.J. Beathard didn't make it. You know, Jimmy fumbled the ball. Like the, the, the plays that are schemed up by Cliff right now are not winning plays. And so I think about that and I think about the strategy for Sunday and it's like, that's why their margin for error is so small. That's why mm-hmm. Vance Joseph has to be perfect and get pick sixes get consecutive drives to be able to hold off new Orleans. So I, I would have to see an old cliff Kingsbury that we haven't seen in a calendar year. Yeah. Yeah. You, you certainly haven't. And I think the, the biggest kind of glaring thing for, for me is, is cliff has to have, he has to be dealt four aces. Like he has to have, yeah. he has to be dealt a perfect hand. He can't adjust. He can't make his own hand. And that was the biggest disappointment with, with D hop being out. Like you're like, okay, we can get a kind of a true test of who cliff Kingsbury is, is a head coach. Like we only got, we got a taste of it when he was in 2019. And I thought he did a good job kind of uh, going to more of a run offense that, that anybody ever anticipated to compete. Right. And, and they go five, 10 and one that season. Right. And, and people are like, okay, this experiment, we're going to continue on with cliff and Kyler. And then they surprise people, but they also made the deal for DeAndre Hopkins and he was in the lineup mm-hmm. all the way up until, you know, he started dealing with some injuries in the green Bay game and then eventually had the season ending injury against the Rams on Monday night football. So it, yeah, it, it's, it's disappointing that he hasn't been able to prove like, Hey, you know, as long as I've got Kyler Murray in my offensive mind, I can I can out scheme it and I can get my guy in the position to to at least give us a chance. We just haven't seen that. So yeah, that that's that's certainly a big time disappointment as far as you know the Cardinals and, and Cliff go. Um, man, I and, mean, and, and then you kind of start to look at it, it's like so you know if they if they win this game on fo- on Sunday, which they're favored to win as far as the DraftKings sportsbook app goes. You know, it's it's something that like okay, that puts them in a prime position. They're within striking distance of the division. You know, all the things, all the, the th- things that were said in press conferences leading up to this this week. You know, everything that we want is right in front of us. Zach Ertz said that to me on Thursday, and you know, all the guys have been echoing those statements. You, you can kind of you can you can believe it a little bit, but if if they if they don't then you really like our conversation about Sean Payton, which was kind of tongue in cheek. He was joking for the most part, but it was a struggling team. And one of the, the, the hottest available coaches out there, you know, yeah. simple connecting the dots. I mean, any franchise, any fan base would be thinking about that. You'd be crazy yeah. if you're, if you're not connecting those dots. So, and I think it, that that only ramps up and it only amplifies with another dis- disappointing loss which should be a win. I don't care how many NFC offensive players of the week or month there are or rookies of the month coming into town. You still have a better roster than Seattle. I want to ask you a question about Cliff and if he can keep his job without making the playoffs and what, what would that need to look like? And I know a lot of Cardinal fans keel over want to vomit when I say that, but I, I think it needs to be discussed as we've got two and a half, roughly more months of the season to go. And I don't know if it's playoff or bust, but right now on the Underdog Fantasy app, listen, it's not playoff or bust. You can reset every single game. All you got to do is search in the app store, click on the links in the show notes, sign up with promo code PHNX. Underdog Fantasy is going to help you double your first deposit up to $100 
And uh, Cliff Kingsbury might not be offensive recession proof, but DeAndre Hopkins sure as hell is. Uh, smash the over on underdog for all things D-Hop, and you will prosper because of it. That's underdog fantasy. Promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today. We're giving out two tickets for the Cards game uh, hosting Seattle on Sunday. Check out our Friday show. Um, if you haven't, uh, check out my Twitter. Uh, all you got to do is subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a five-star take a screen capture and you are entered in to win the tickets. But listen, if you don't win the tickets, that's all right. Cause you can save up to 60% on game time. And uh, yeah, it's great for you procrastinators out there. We don't want to see Seahawk green and teal or whatever their shitty colors are in the stands mm-hmm. at state farm stadium come Sunday. So check out game time. It's the best way you can support us by buying tickets, do it through the link in the description. And I'm telling you to wait, wait and see if you win these fr- premium tickets from the GM saw book and, Come Friday show, and if you don't, pop over to game time, and uh, I promise it won't cost you too much. And uh, before then, you can check us out at the Lola for a tailgate with our friends at Bird Gang Travel. Only 10 bucks. Come hang out. So uh, the Cardinals are not putting on a good show, but we sure as hell are here at PHNX. We're trying to do our part, get people in the stands. All right, Bo Brock, what would, what would the rest of the season need to look like for Cliff Kingsbury to keep his job, but the Cardinals miss the playoffs? What, how, would that, how would that need to be constructed? I mean, I think with the team investing in him this past off season and and locking him in on a, on a five year extension, that it they would the, the wheels would have to completely fall off. So if if you win a couple games, like if you win Sunday, you lose against the Rams again, you, you swept by the Niners, and then you're able to you know get a couple other wins here and there against Atlanta, and you end up you know seven and nine, or you end up you know I don't know. Uh, not seven, seven and nine, seven, sorry, seven and 10 with the extra game. You know, it's, that's not, I don't think that's going to be enough for, for Michael Bidwell to completely just say this thing, it, it, it just went too far South. Like I, th- I think that they've got the six game suspension to hop and, you know, th- they can point to so many different reasons that you wish an organization would, right. Think that they're, they're too kind of st- and dug in on this. Uh, to say, you know, I think that the point that you made, you can't justifiably let Steve Keim fire a coach and then hire his fourth coach during his tenure. Like that's, that's inexcusable. Like you it can't is. do that. So what you would be doing is if you, if you were to say, okay, Cliff's gone, that means you have to make a change at general manager. And I just don't yeah. think that Bidwell wants to do that. I don't think he wants to overhaul this thing. Uh, he, he, he liked when things were going good. They continue to think way back to when they were seven and zero, oh, you know, eleven and two way back when. Oh man, just take me back, got it to eighty eight in the Delorean, take me back to calendar year ago. It was so much better than we get back to those times. And and these are the guys that were there. I, I just don't. The wheels would absolutely have to fall. Like they'd have to lose the next three games. And then a couple more on top of that and just have a disastrous like five win season for Michael Bidwell, I think, to really just pull the plug on this thing. Here, here's where I'm going to push back. I, I think they could they could fire him at seven and ten if if they finish last in the NFC West. And if you lose to Seattle on Sunday, there's a good chance of that happening um, because I and we'll see what the Rams do. I'm not ready to write off Sean McVay yet. I know a lot of people are. But if you finish last, whatever it is in the NFC West, and Kyler Murray doesn't get injured and he plays all season, like that's inexcusable. That's a fireball offense, in my opinion. Mm. I also think 
if if I'm Michael Bidwell and I look around to my infrastructure at Steve Kime and, and Cliff Kingsbury, like this team's going to have some cap space, but they're not going to have like $40 million to play around with, $70 million to play around with to just say, okay, we're going to scrub all of our mistakes by spending a bunch of money in free agency. Number one, Michael doesn't want to do that. And like a lot of these guys, they're going to have to make decisions on Byron and Zach Allen. Like, are you, you going to pay guys that, you know, maybe aren't, they're producing, but you're not winning, you know, and you're going to allocate a bunch of, there, there's going to be decisions that have to be made like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, to me, it's like, if you keep them and you finish last and you're under 500, what, and I'm not trying to give Cardinal fans no hope, but like what can be done to fix it? Because you're not fixing it with personnel. Like you right. can push back, Bo. I don't, you're not going to have a new roster next year. Now, right. like you bring in a fresh mind, a new, a new GM, whether that's a dub or somebody else, and they have a different philosophy in drafting. Maybe your drafts, which by the way, have the second lowest contribution in, in all the NFL with snaps. I think the, the only team lower is, oh man, I can't remember now. I'm going to step on my, my toes here, but Cardinals are 31st in rookie snaps. So like you could, you could sell your fan base. Okay. We have a new GM and they're, we're going to play rookies here. Like that's mm-hmm. a change, but that's not changing while Steve Kimes, your GM. So to me, it's just like, I, you, you're going to have to be able to sell to these fans that have watched this team regress this year. If you keep them, why am, why am I going to be optimistic next year? Because yeah. the coaching's not changing. You could get a, a senior offensive advisor, whatever. The GM's not changing. And you're hamstrung because you're paying your quarterback. And and that's the and it's kind of like the chicken and the egg thing. Well, we're paying our quarterback because he's elite. Here's $45 million. But then our coach can't elevate him. So what mm-hmm. do we do here? So something's yeah. got to give. I, I don't I, – I, I think finishing last would, would seal the deal. And I yeah. think that's, that starts this weekend if they lose. I don't think they're going to leapfrog anybody. No, I don't either. And in seven and ten, though, I think that they would put themselves in a position where they would try to pan off a an offensive coordinator this this next off season. Because I I think you you can't just move forward with the status quo, especially offensively, to where the the t- only two minds really that and it's it's Clinton and Kyler Murray, right? I mean, they seem to be the only guys. In the room, I know there's a Cam Turner, and I know there's Spencer Whipple, and and Sean Jefferson, and, and Sean Coogler. But realistically, I mean, the, the the brain trust is Kyler Cliff, and you need to add a third person to that. You need to add an adult to the room here, right? Because you had a college coach, a failed college coach, and you had a guy that is a, is pretty non traditional as far as the quarterback goes. You wanted to put an addendum in his contract, like not known for you know being like the cerebral guy. He's not exactly a guy, you know, killing as far as the film, like Russell Wilson claims he watches triply amount of film as anybody else. You need to find, you need to get somebody in there, right? You need to get somebody offensively in there. If you want to have any to, to not just get laughed out of the NFL, like, cause that's what would happen. Like not only it wouldn't just be your fan base. It would be anytime the national media talks about you're like, what would they do? Oh, they kept, they kept it the they're status quo off. They're yeah, they're and Michael knows yeah. that. Michael's got a pulse of that. And yeah, I, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think he would allow that to happen. I don't think that there would be more pressure there. I mean, no, just looking and knowing this organization, that they would they would be more concerned with what the national perception is of them media wise than they actually would as far as the fan base goes. Yeah, because he's, he's like, well, my my dad did a lot of losing, and we we kept some fans, but I I'm yeah. I'm with you, and like. 
you're you're touting you're hosting the Super Bowl. You're finishing fourth with a forty five million dollar quarterback. I just can't get over yeah. that. And by the way, to finish with seven wins, Bo, they'd have to go four and four down the stretch. Not impossible, but I mean, yeah. they, they have not given us an indication that they can play even five hundred football. Um, and and who knows? They've got I my only my the biggest concern I have is that they blame it on injuries on the offensive line. Uh, at receiver, oh, we couldn't get Hollywood and Hopkins on the same page together at the same time. But I just the the stats and are the stats and the facts are the facts. You can't score in the first quarter. You 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 burn timeouts at the wrong time. You're unprepared. Your your yeah. plays are, are awful. Your defense has shown promise, but it's inconsistent at times. And we it's given and, up, the, and young, it's given up what it's it's thirtieth as far as points given up. Yeah, I mean and, that's. That's a real. You'd say it's it's played better, but I mean at the same, giving up a ton of points. Like it, regardless of the, what happened against New Orleans, and you had a big lead, still thirtieth in the. I, I don't think Vance Joseph would accept that. I don't think they the weren't good the last. They weren't good in, in Minnesota. Like no. they were, they were better than the offense. And see, that's mm-hmm. that's unfortunately like the barometer right now is well, the defense has less money invested, mm-hmm. so they they're better than the offense by default on any given Sunday. But that doesn't mean they're good. Um, yeah. I to me. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I mean, make your point, and I'll I'll follow it up. Well, I just, Michael needs to be, it has to be embarrassing for him to want to move off of it. So I think we'll be able to sense that even before it happens. We'll be able to do our post-game show, Mm -hmm. you know, week 18 against San Francisco, and if it's embarrassing, we'll feel it. And the fans will feel it, and Michael will know. And we can want, and we can just say, here are the optics, and that's a beautiful thing about football. I, I think it's gonna, the decision's gonna take care of itself. I really do believe that. I don't think we're gonna be in this gray area, Ken Wizen Hunt style, where they start <laughs> one and six, they finish eight and eight, and he, he keeps his job. I think My Cliff's God. either gonna, he's gonna rally this team, God willing, football God willing, and they're gonna get over five hundred, they're gonna make the playoffs, or it's gonna snowball because I just, they have been playing losing football, Bo, since almost for a full calendar year. Yeah. What, what gives us reason that that's going to change? There, there might be one difference this time around, you know, way different than the Wiz era and also, you know, just way different than a, even a year ago. Uh, I want to ask you about it, but you, you're probably thinking with the Cardinals at three and five, you watch us on our live show on YouTube, got to subscribe, of course, to the YouTube channel, PHNX Sports. You're like, you guys are drinking all the time. Not just because your partnership with with Four it's Peaks, true. but we we see you guys with the the tall boys out there. Well, hold on, the tall boys that you see us drinking on the on the live stream, those are actually liquid death. We're murdering our thirst, and we're actually very well hydrated. It's it's uh, spring water, mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called liquid death because it's awesome because it it's have it's metal. It brutally murders your thirst, and it also helps you recycle those tall boy cans better than you can recycle any plastic bottles. They're actually bringing death to plastic and plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of their profits for every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. We've got free shipping on all water and merch. They've got some badass merch. Check it out. Liquiddeath.com. Use the, go to liquiddeath.com slash PHNX. That gives us a little love. That's liquiddeath.com slash PHNX. You can find liquid death as well. Target fries, sprouts, Wherever you like to find uh, nice, you can find the sparkling, you can find the mountain spring water, liquid death. We're, uh, we love being partner with them. And yes, we're not, we're not just drinking uh, nonstop on set when we're talking no. Cardinals football, but is, is there, is there a big difference even in, in the last calendar year? Because 
Michael Bidwell. I mean, and this was a big talking point when we were talking Kyler Murray extension that he's paying so much for his quarterback. And now he's like, okay, I can't let this fester anymore because that quarterback more ever pay since is an owner in this. Do you think he would go to Kyler Murray and say, Kyler, what do you, what do you want to do about Cliff? Like, is this, mm-hmm. is this going to happen with, with Cliff here or do we need to make a move? I don't think he would, yeah. um, but it'd be an interesting conversation of like, they have end of the year reviews. Uh, we remember, and I, I'm uh, candid enough to, I think Kyle Odegaard's report last year about the blow up in, in LA after how they finish with Kime and Bidwell and Cliff, I, 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 I'm inclined to believe that happened. Uh, mm-hmm. Kyle worked for the organization for what, 10 years, uh, friend of the show, friend of the program, uh, does a great job. And I, he said that they had words last year now that they, they were subsequently extended. But I, I mean, like Michael's not happy about this. How could he be? You get swept by Geno Smith. Like that's why we keep putting emphasis on this game. It's really like your season. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to take you seriously for a while, for a hot minute. The, the the record against the Rams, I know it dates back to Bruce Arians and Steve Wilkes. It's it's embarrassing. Like mm-hmm. that that's almost enough to want to have a coaching change in and of itself. But you are you are measured against your peers. It's like we we take this show, we measure it up against other Cardinal podcasts. Would we love to dominate every NFL podcast? Absolutely. But if I'm just taking how how do we do? How does Cliff Kingsbury do in the NFC West with what he's been given? Mm-hmm. And what would Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay do with, with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins? They would probably score a bunch of points, right? Mm-hmm. If Cliff Kingsbury had Isaiah Simmons from day one, he probably wouldn't wait till year three to have him pop and play his best football of his career. Like, those are the things. If I'm Michael Bill, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing, guys? This needs to happen now. I'm sick of waiting. I'm tired of waiting for contract years for Zach Allen and Byron Murphy to finally pop. They need to contribute right away. Coach him yeah. up. So I, to me, I, let's say, let's say they do move off of him. Let's say Kime and Cliff Kingsbury, the Sunday's the beginning of the end. And I think a lot of Cardinal fans right now, as much as they want to see this team win, they know, you know, you, you kind of have to lose the battle to win the war long-term, maybe to try to get a championship team. You know, Sean Payton, we're going to, we're going to discuss that because I, I feel like it's a viable option until it's not, until it's shut down by, by Bidwell and company if they do move off of Cliff. Is there anybody else, Bo, that you have your eye on as a, as a potential option for this team? If, if they move off a of Cliff, let's say A-Dub's your new GM, Quentin Harris, whomever, because you know Michael would go internal. Is there anybody else around the landscape in the NFL that you would be like, you have to talk to that person? Michael, you have to have that meeting. I I don't know if you you just play easy connecting the dots. I don't know if you think the Lincoln Riot is just a, another Cliff Kingsbury. I, I would think that there'd be a little bit more confidence with Lincoln Riley. Would he leave his cushy setup in think, LA? Just no, no, no chance. I mean, he's getting paid enough. No, um, I mean, just put me on the spot. I, would, I that's that's the name that came to mind just because of his relationship with Kyle. Byron Leftwich isn't an option anymore. Please no. That one Please up. no. Yeah. I, I didn't think he, I mean, he took over. Anything was an improvement over Mike McCoy uh, that season, and it still w- w- didn't look great. And we, we knew who was calling the plays in Tampa when they won the Super Bowl. And I just don't think, as far as, you know, left which I just don't think it was, he played as big a role as you want 
for somebody to take over the reins of your franchise. But see, I'm, I asked you that question and there are years where you and I can spout out four to six candidates that we would have to talk to yeah. Brian Dable of the world, right? You know, what's his name in Kansas city before he supposedly, please don't get me anymore. I mean, the guy has this guy. Doesn't he have red flags that people never talk about? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't, but the I point mean, somebody's going to gonna make, merge. Yeah. Right. Somebody's going to merge. Point Mike McDaniel. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm Michael Bidwell, I have to be convinced that I'm pivoting me off of Cliff Kingsbury for somebody better. And they have to want this job. He and better start this, his list Sunday if they well, that's what like I'm it, saying. Yes. Like yes, you have absolutely. to you have you have to be able to say, I can get a legitimate candidate here. And that's why if you make a decision soon and you fire Cliff Kingsbury in season, which I think we both think is viable if they lose a couple in a row here, then you can get a jump start on that. Now you can say everything right publicly and give Vance the job in the short term, giving him an interview. Who knows how the team finishes? We like Vance just as a DC, not as a head coach, but then January rolls around. You be, you better be on the phone. You better be three steps ahead of everybody on black Monday because you've had time. Right. And so, and you can fire Steve Kime now too. And you can, mm-hmm. you can yeah. wait because you're not doing personnel. Somebody could take over temporarily just to do transactions until the end of the year. But I, my concern, Bo, with Michael is what happened in 2013. They got lucky with Bruce Arians. They did. Because they didn't, yeah. no one wanted Bruce. Chicago flubbed that. They were up, the last, remember? they were the last tire, right? Weren't they? I mean, it was. Well, who is, who is the dipshit that. <laughs> <laughs> did decline their interview that I think went to Minnesota and he was the Giants offensive coordinator, maybe Pat Shermer. He was, yeah, they, they wanted to interview Pat Shermer. He might've gotten a preliminary one, but then he's like, no, I'm not interested in your job. Right. He pulled a Dan Quinn with some yeah. teams this off season. So they, they lucked into Bruce Arians. I think, yeah. I think he was one. If he, he might, I think he was the last I, I was, he was just gonna say I was just gonna say the three hires that Steve Kime and Bidwell have made the process. If you honestly like, are they just going by the seat of their pants? Like, did they have? Are they like, looking at other teams? What they're looking into? So they're like, well, we got to bet this guy because you know right. he's, he's over here. There, there was just there was no plan. Like, like you knew you were gonna fire Wiz and Hunt, but yet. Like you didn't have a plan of, of candidates who you wanted to interview and guys that you had on your short list. And, and the, the next time it's like, there was speculation about BA from training camp when he was going to the hospital, whether or not that was his last season. Internally, I would have hoped you had a better idea than we did. Uh, and, and then like, it was like they were blindsided and then they, they, they end up going back to a conversation that he and Steve Wilkes had on a beach about why the hell he was hired. That was a disaster. And then, you know, the, the whole, you know, path to hiring Kingsbury is was just the opposite. Let's find the opposite of Steve Wilkes. Let's yeah. do what what's in vogue. Let's get a young, you know, no pun intended, hot. McVay was mine. just, yeah. Right. And that, let's go. Wilkes was the opposite. Defense, you know, stuck in the mud, old school yeah. guy. Um, I, I think that that's why fans are... Number one, they want Cliff gone. I would say 90% of the fan base wants Cliff Kingsbury gone. Here's, but you here's also what, have to be convinced yeah. you can get somebody better. Here's what I'll say. If they lose Sunday, 
it better start. Michael Bidwell starts to tighten up his circle, his inner circle. It might even, he might even have to just become an inner circle right now of, of one, maybe some family, but can he even, I, can he do that though? Is he I, capable of doing that? Yeah. I mean, you've got this point. I mean, it's either you do that or you're, you're stuck with uh, either one of two of the, your GM and, and your head coach. You, you, you can't, Howie Roseman might've hired a fourth coach and that worked out for him. But like, you don't want you don't want to do that. It's it's just just like I said, the last three coaching hires, you know, despite BA really kind of being really successful, they're they were shit shows. And and you can't do that again. Like the the jet setting around and we're on the, the private jet, we're off um, it's Bidwell and Kime flying to see all these candidates and stuff like no, you better have a short list, you better be serious, and you better be willing to do one pay people to go away and then pay people a premium to come and, and fix your problem. It's like that scene from Moneyball where Brad Pitt just looks at Jonah Hill. It's just like, it's just you and I, that's the kind of meeting that Michael Bidwell has needs to have with Kyler. He needs to fire Cliff and Kime. If they lose this weekend say, Hey, it's just you and I right now. And I'm going to get this right. We're going to figure this out. But right now you and I are the only two stalwarts in this franchise. Um, but I'll do everything in my power to make sure that, that we get it turned around. I'll tell you who, who doesn't need to turn things around is Howard Balzer with his fantastic work at gophnx.com. You can become a member right now, just under 60 bucks for the year. Cop a free shirt from the PHNX merchandise locker. Howard's cranking out articles on the reg. Subscribe, promo code, become a member. Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D. Um, again, we, we got some pushback, Bo, on our show with Wednesday uh, on the old Twitter streets with Sean Payton speculating. I no, I think that's I think that's offensive for Cardinal fans to not think that Sean Payton would be interested in coming here. I mean, he went to New Orleans. You know, I, is mm-hmm. the Charger opening going to be more appealing if if Brandon Staley gets fired? I don't know. It's still Dean Spanos. He's a horrific owner. You yeah, know? and Justin Herbert's going to go for three in the playoffs to to make the playoffs. At least Kyler Murray's made the postseason before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. Let's let's not insult Cardinal fans and say they don't have a shot at Sean Payton. Like that, I again, they've got Kyler Murray. The roster's not ter- terrible. Shoot your shot. Like you want to be mm-hmm. taken seriously. Try to go and make it work. And I just, for the people who are like, well, the Cardinals would never go for that. Well, then that's the problem. And so let's give Michael Bidwell some time. Number one, I think he would just he would have to move off a of cliff and Kime. And then I think everything's on the table as it should be. Yep, I agree. We're back. We're back Friday. PHNX Cardinals live. Myself, Bull Brock. Specialty time at 1 p.m. as we get you set with your primer ahead of Seahawks at Cardinals. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Check us out. Ticket giveaway. Lola tailgate on Sunday. Are we in the final days of Cliff Kingsbury? We'll find out soon enough. For Bull Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you Friday. Oh.